0: Can you hear me? There we go. Welcome uh, to Church in the Valley. We're really glad you guys are here uh, to worship with us this morning. My name is Alex Barrett, and I'm the campus pastor here. And uh, if you were here last week, how many of you were here last week? We had uh, Noah's Ark Church uh, last week. For those of you that weren't here, you don't know why I'm saying that, but you may have noticed the carpet. Last week, uh, during my message, uh, we literally got flooded out and had to evacuate uh, during church, and it was the first time ever that as I'm speaking, someone comes up to talk to me, and I thought, I'm getting escorted out, you know? It's, um, but it, what happened was, is uh, the men's restroom flooded, and it began to cover electrical, and uh, that's not good. Water, electricity, uh, so we got the signal, let's get out of here, and, and so we... Uh, We're outside and finished our our service together, all kids and and everybody out in the the courtyard. And and I just wanted to thank uh, all of you who really jumped in last week. I saw many people that were jumping puddles, in puddles, scooping up puddles. And about three different groups from the Alhambra uh, specifically asked me to thank uh, all of you. Uh, We had the head of maintenance who just said thank you so much that... uh, Your your church helped. Most of the time, when this place floods, it happens at night, and nobody knows until the the next day, and so they were so thankful that it happened while we were here. Uh, For us, it made an adventure, Uh, but I just wanted to say thank you, and and the leasing office and the head of the whole facility uh, were so thankful, and and I just appreciate, uh, last week we got a picture of what the church really is. Uh, It's not uh, where you meet, it's not a room, uh, it really is the people of God. Uh, that buy up opportunities. And last week, it wasn't the kind of opportunity that you hoped for, but it was what we were given. And I just appreciate all of you who were flexible, made it happen. And uh, if you notice, we haven't chosen new carpet. It just got ripped out. And so we don't know when that's going to get put back in. But again, thank you for for all the work and the flexibility. Uh, Today is somewhat of a a different message, where I'm going to be highlighting uh, big picture things uh, here at Church in the Valley. And so we're not kind of in the middle of a message series. This is a standalone message where I want to highlight some ways that God has caused us to thrive and will continue to cause us to thrive uh, over this next uh, year. In September, uh, as a campus, we joined our Diamond Bar campus to celebrate 30 years of Church in the Valley. And we celebrated really this theme of of thriving. And there's a theme verse that I, that I want to revisit that we talked about back in September And I want to kind of highlight that again. You'll see it up here on the screen, Isaiah 61. It says that they may be called, and that's referring to the people of God, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And we talked about as a church that that, that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be these oaks of righteousness, these acorns that are planted, that are willing to really do whatever God wants us to do as a church. And so we highlighted some, some things That as a church that we've been working on, that we've been doing, really putting the seed in the ground, asking for God to bring this growth that we may be oaks of righteousness to bless and to shade uh, the communities in which they live. And so I want to kind of recap that, uh, talk about uh, where we've been and really look at the opportunities uh, before us as a church. Before I do that, I want to highlight our mission. And this is like a, a summary version of our mission, but our mission of a church you put that up on the screen there, is to help people come to know and to grow in Christ. At the core, we want people to know who He is and to grow in Him. Uh, If you're not yet a follower of Christ, you're not a Christian, our goal is to help you make that choice to surrender your entire life to Jesus Christ. Uh, That's why we're here. We believe that deciding to follow Jesus is the best decision that anyone could ever make. And so that's the the beginning part of our, our, our mission. The second half of that is to start new churches that uh, do the same. Uh, So we want to be a church that's continually looking to plant more seeds, to plant more acorns so that these oaks of righteousness can grow uh, in the vicinity in which uh, we are planted by the Lord. Uh, What you find in Scripture is that as a church expands, it will extend. Uh, Those two always go together. Uh, God wants us as a church to continue to help people grow, to come to know him, to help people really learn to walk with him in daily life. And then as we do that, our hope is that we're extending as a church. We're reaching places where people have yet to come to know Christ, whether that's around the world or that's here in in Southern California. And So those two are always connected. We want to expand as a church. We want to grow as a church. We want to invite more people. That's why we make a big deal about our events, and we encourage you to invite. We want people to, to know that we're here and that there's a group of people that, that want to love them and connect them, uh, with the Lord Jesus. So we, we want to expand. And as we do that, we, we want to extend as well. We want to go throughout the regions uh, that the Lord uh, called us to. And that's what we've been focusing on. Um, another thing we've been looking at is the fact that we're built together and we're building together. We talked about that in the identity series. As a people of God, he builds us together where we are the people of God doing his work. And he wants us to build something, What I want us to build is a community in which people see that there is something different. There is a hope that people have that they too want for themselves. And this is what is our role, to to show and to share uh, this hope. This is a picture of us last week. That's church in the valley in the plaza. Okay, Uh, We may have to do this again, but last week was actually one of the funnest times I had at church. Because what it showed was in a snapshot, it showed that we can adapt to wherever God places us with whatever obstacles we may face and we can still do what the Lord wants. And last week was a, a testament to our church, it was a testament to the people that God's brought around that no matter what we face, we can still worship God. We could still sing a song, Blessed Be Your Name. You guys remember that? We sang that last week, not quite sure if it was going to be on t- in tune, but we found a guitar. And made it happen. But we, we talked about, you know, this, this, is, this is who we are. We're, we're built together and we're, we're building together to be a community that, that offers uh, hope. Uh, a major theme uh, in line with that is invest and invite. I think that's up there. That's a major focus that we've been when doing. Part of our thriving is to consistently and continually being to invest and invite with those around us. God has placed us in a specific place in which we live, our neighborhood. He's placed us specifically in a place of where we work, in our schools. He's placed us uh, in friendships and in families where we have an opportunity to invest and to make time for those people who don't yet know Jesus. And then to invite them into our life, to invite them to to know us and for us to know them, and then to invite them uh, to church. And so we've been looking at this major theme, and as we're doing this, we, we want to expand and we want to extend, and that's why we we do that. Part of our expanding as a church is is we've actually added uh, some new members to Church in the Valley. Uh, Church in the Valley is a team and it is a community that God brings together. It's it's not a place in which you just come and you get an experience. It really is a place where you come and you build an experience. We want to build the community, not just experience it. And we have people that, that have done that. We have so many faithful members at Church in the Valley and we have Uh, some more that I'd like to introduce to you today. So you'll see their names that once you guys stand up when I, when I call your names, here's our new members. We've got Constance Chan. Go ahead and throw those up there. We have Kelly uh, Ingram, Kevin King, and Ezra Yu. Ezra's in the back there. Thank you guys. You guys can have a seat. I just wanted to say uh, to you four specifically, thank you uh, for joining the team at Church in the Valley for your willingness to uh, be committed to what we're trying to do. And so I look forward to you guys uh, joining in with us. And really, overall, I look forward to what God's doing as uh, we're expanding. And so if you're interested in membership at Church in the Valley, you can uh, mark the Church in the Valley preview on your connection card. And uh, we host those classes continually throughout the year, and we want to help you. Uh, if you're interested in learning how you too can uh, commit to uh, our church and become a member. I want to briefly highlight uh, the opportunity that we have before us. Last weekend, the uh, men of Church in the Valley were at a men's summit. And the first speaker of our summit was Josh De La Rosa, who spoke about the opportunity before us to reach people who don't yet know Christ. And he, and he shared some numbers that I think is really helpful for us as we look at this opportunity uh, to thrive. Uh, here's the opportunity, the U.S. population, go ahead and throw that up there, if you have it, So there, the U.S. population is 327 million and 309,000 some people, that's a lot of people. Uh, in California, there's 39.5 million people, uh, that's 11% of the U.S. population. Uh, in Southern California, our population is 23.8 million. That's 7% of the US population, 60% of the California population. So we talk about expanding and extending, uh, there's no shortage of people. You guys are like, yeah, Alex, I drive the 405 freeway. We know that. And in Southern California, one of the things that I think can sometimes get to us is the busyness, the congestion, the high house prices. All these things that we gauge like the good life. But what you realize is Southern California is one of the most strategic places in the world to be a Christian. The reason is, is we are beacons of light to millions and millions of people who are living life in the darkness. This represents opportunity. It represents as a church, we're in the sweet spot of being able to share to large numbers of people, uh, the difference that Jesus Christ makes uh, in a life. And so uh, in Southern California, we've got 20 million people, a uh, three-mile radius here from the Alhambra. In the next five years, there's about a 3% growth. That's about 8,000 people that are just going to be added three miles to right here. 8,000 people that a large number of those people will, will not yet know uh, Jesus Christ. So as a church, we're in a strategic place to, to reach... Uh, those people, and so we've been looking at this opportunity to thrive, to invest, in and to invite, to extend, and to, to expand. And as a church, both in Diamond Bar and here in Church in the Valley, Alhambra, we've been looking at well, how, how are ways that we do that? How do we continue to be a viable, thriving church that reaches the people who need to know Jesus? And so a few years ago, we we kind of met with the highest levels of the advisory team of the church, with the staff, and we began to map out how do we really buy up the opportunities to reach people, to make a difference in this world as, as the Lord uh, leads us. And so we set out to, to do this in, in three st- strategic ways. Uh, the first one is we decided we needed to launch a new campus here in Alhambra. Uh, you'll see that there. And guess what? You see it here. Look around. No, go ahead. Just look next to you. Turn around. Look in front. Number one is accomplished. Uh, just over five years ago, we launched this new church. And this church is here because we want to thrive. We want to reach people in the San Gabriel Valley. Uh, we had about a third of our members living in this area that for many, many years were commuting into Diamond Bar uh, to do community. And we decided, let's, let's put a church where the people are. And so five years ago, we, we started this campus. And it's been fun to see this campus thrive and reach people. Uh, the second... A strategic move that we needed to do as a church, we needed to move the Diamond Bar Campus further east to where the the growth is. And so the Diamond Bar Campus, really we needed to move to the Ontario Ranch area, which is a new area which is expanding. New homes are being built, and it's got one of the fastest growing areas that exists uh, in Southern California. Uh, What happened over time is people from the Diamond Bar Campuses were all moving east to affordable housing. All the people were moving there, all the growth was there. And a few years ago, we looked and said, okay, this is where we need to be. We need to shift from Diamond Bar and further east. And so now we have a campus in Alhambra that gives us the flexibility to move Church in the Valley a little bit further east to to reach more people. Today, March 25th, marks the first time in over 30 years that Church in the Valley is now meeting somewhere different than Diamond Bar. Here's a pick. Uh, This is last week. This was the last Sunday uh, in Diamond Bar for... 30 years. They were in Diamond Bar. This is the Diamond Bar Center. This is where we had our anniversary, for those of you that were able to be there. Last week was the last Sunday there. Uh, this Sunday, they're, they're moving here, and they're actually in the middle, wrapping up the service right now, um, right in the middle of Ontario Ranch, and we moved there, again, to, to reach people. Moving and change is not something that we're all excited about all the time, but you always want to move and change to the ministry advantage. If that puts you at an advantage in ministry to reach people, uh, that's what you want to do. Uh, the third uh, relates to me personally. And about seven years ago, eight years ago, I sensed God calling me uh, to plant a church, to start a brand new church in an area where uh, church didn't exist that I've been able to experience like a church in the valley, where people really live by the heart attitudes, uh, our core values. And a few years ago, I shared that with Randy, and part of our thriving was to to plant Alhambra, this campus. And so my role shifted to become the campus pastor here about five years ago, and it's been a joy to lead all of you. This summer, I'm going to be transitioning out from being the campus pastor here to launch a brand new church in North Fontana, which you're like, North Fontana? I've heard, is that Montana? No, Fontana. Fontana. Uh, with an F that's uh, above the 210 freeway uh, north of the inland empire kind of on the eastern edge of uh, Mount Baldy. Uh, some of you've known this, I shared this in August and it was shared at the anniversary for some of you this may be the first time that you're hearing this, but God laid this on my heart uh, as a part of this expansion. To reach more people, you really need to start more churches. And you start more churches where they don't exist where people can hear uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I want to just give you an update on that. I'm going to be transitioning out from Church in the Valley Alhambra to do that. And uh, we have a name for our church. That's a new uh, update. Uh, Ridgeview Church. Uh, there's a, a slide up there. And it looks a lot more official than it is. Uh, that's about as official. We have a, a slide with a picture. Okay. Uh, we also have a team. Uh, part of our expansion, Church in the Valley, is sending us with a team to, to help start the church. Here's a picture of the, the launch team. Uh, Behind us are just some brainstorms and some vision things that we're talking about, and we're going to be launching this summer with eight adults and six kids, uh, 14 people, to start Ridgeview Church in uh, North Fontana. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, Within five years, we've started this brand new church. Today, our Bar campus moved into a brand new area, and then this summer, um, I'm launching out to, to start a brand new church, which brings a new question. Who is going to lead Church in the Valley, Alhambra? And so today, we actually want to give you uh, that announcement as well. And so God has been faithful through these last several months. We've been praying for all these moving pieces, for the campus in Dinbar to move, for a launch team for us uh, to get formed and established, and then for the next leader of Church in the Valley, Alhambra. And so at this time, I want to invite uh, Neil Walker up. And uh, he's heading up the search team that's met for a little over a year uh, to really pray for and seek God's wisdom on who the next pastor is. So Neil's going to give us an update on that. Thanks, Alex.
1: Thanks. Some of you, uh, in case you were a little bit worried, there's Neil inviting me. No, it's not me. So uh, be encouraged. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, good night. It's not me. Uh, no, it's not. So uh, about a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago, on uh, the 23rd, 23rd of uh, January 2017, we began to look together. Uh, There was a a team of uh, leaders that were brought together here uh, from Church of the Valley, and one of the things we were doing was we were trying to figure out, okay, what are things we need to consider in the next person that will be leading? And so we thought through several things. We thought through the uh, values and the vision of the church. We thought through. uh, Uh, the characteristics that uh, we wanted to see in a leader. We thought through the character qualities we wanted to see. And as we began to think through all of that, more and more we began to narrow the field. We began to narrow down and think, okay, who is it that uh, would be the uh, person to lead? And as as we continued to look through that, it was quite a process. I mean, this was 2017, not January of this year. So, I mean, it's been a while that we've been working on this. But as we did, more and more as we prayed through and more and more as we thought through, it became clear to us, one of the things we decided here, um, probably, I guess, about six months ago as we began to look, we began to think, you know, it seemed more and more what God was uh, leading was, it probably needs to come from within, because someone that would be able to understand uh, uh, not only the the values of Church and Valley, but someone that would be able to understand um, the unique place that God has placed us and how we want to move forward. And so... As we continued as a team praying and looking at stuff, uh, ultimately uh, the decision we landed on and who I'm encouraged and excited to introduce to you today, Jeep Underwood. Jeep, come on up.
2: Thanks guys. Thanks, I, really, I appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, actually looking at you guys is just really encouraging for me. I, uh, I'm really excited about this opportunity as I step into this new role. Uh, it's been a bit of a bit of a process deciding this. Uh, this isn't something you decide in an afternoon. Um, and I'm really, what well, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see how God chooses to use us as we walk with Him and as we walk with each other. And just really uh, how He uses us to impact the world around us. I'm really excited about that. For me personally, God has just greatly changed my life. And uh, walking with Him has really just made all the difference for me, personally. And, you know, back in 1993, you know, I, in 92 I moved to L.A. And as a civil engineer, I just fresh out of college. I got a job. And uh, be encouraged. It is possible you can get a job out of college. And I, I went to, uh, in 1993, within one week, I connected with two ministries. One was the, the USC Christian Challenge, which is quite a few folks here in the room that are from that right now, and Church in the Valley Diamond Bar. And those two ministries, I didn't know. I, just, I was just going to go hang out a little bit. But what I didn't know is that God was going to choose to use those ministries and His Word to greatly impact my life and really change my life. And, uh, you know, as I, as I hung around Christian Challenge for a couple of years, uh, they asked, uh, Neil asked me if I would be an intern on staff. And uh, he never told me different, so I was an intern for 14 years. Uh, so, but I was on, I was on staff for, uh, for 14 years with Christian Challenge. And, and during that time, I got to see and understand, in walking with God, I got to see and understand just how God really works in the world. And how he really works in our hearts, and how he really accomplishes things, and how he really cares about everybody, including me, which is a, which is an amazing thing. And it just has completely marked me. And then over the last ten years, I've been very much a part of uh, church in the valley, and uh, different leadership roles here. And uh, you know, making this decision has been uh, has been quite an experience. And I just wanted to I just wanted to kind of walk through. Uh, just a little bit of how i 've gone through that decision this morning um, when i was uh when I was approached and offered this opportunity uh in mid december there was a couple of thought actually there were several thoughts that went through my mind uh, but but a couple of thoughts really really stood out and one thought was I remember the first time when when I first connected with uh, with Neil Neil and I met. For quite a while, like weekly, and he was just really built into my life personally. First time we got together, he took me to Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 11 uh, and 12. And it says, it says, it's it's Paul, he says, that God gave some as apostles and teachers and pastors for the equipping of the saints for the work of service. And Neil, he said, you know, actually the the work of the ministry, the thing that really happens is really the saints that are equipped for the works of service. And, then, and then, you know, that that blew my that blew my mind because in my mind, up until that time, I thought, you know, if you're really serious about God, then you have to become a pastor. And so for me, I guess I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'd never seen that. And I, did, and, I, and I went home and actually, this is the Bible. This is the Bible that I was reading at the time. And I've underlined for the equipping of the saints for the work of service. And I wrote, this is me. And for the past 23 years, I have strongly identified with that assignment, and that's just uh, been—it's been like a guiding mark in my life. That that's what I'm about. And uh, so, the first thing when when I was asked, I went, "But that's not my assignment. (laughs) I've I've never even thought of that." And the second thing that went through my mind—one thought was that God has often led me this way. He's often led me by giving an opportunity. And then showing me how he's been working in me and preparing me for that opportunity, and one one I've definitely I've seen it very clearly in my career. You know, right now I'm a I'm the design branch chief of the Corps of the Army Corps of Engineers, and we do large-scale civil engineering projects. And uh, there's teams we were set up as there's teams of engineers and other disciplines, and we put together large-scale projects. The last one we did was a 50 million dollar bridge protection project in Corona. There's all these things going on all the time. A lot of people uh, working. And so, well, I started out as, you know, the guy who uh, made the copies. <laughs> and the guy was learned how to do CAD, community-oriented drafting. But then there was a time when there was an opportunity that came up to be the leader of design teams. And I could see God, just the way he'd been preparing me and learning how to do design. And I stepped in that opportunity for four years. That's what I did. And then uh, my boss, actually my boss's boss, came into my cubicle and he goes, Underwood, you're the next fish in the barrel. <laughs> and I wasn't sure what that meant, but it didn't sound pleasant. But, uh, but basically he, he was going to give me a temporary promotion to be the, uh, the leader of a section. And so for four months I was a leader of leaders of design teams. And I did that and uh, it, it went well and actually kind of opened my mind to, hey, I think... I think this might be something i'd like to do and a year later they actually advertised a job and i took that opportunity i was hired for that and for six years that's what i did then there was an opportunity to be a program program manager at work which is like you know taking away the uh the factual world of engineering and just kind of <laughs> and you have to go figure out how all the, the things all the factors in a project come together and i learned a lot and i i took that opportunity i was given that opportunity and I learned a whole lot about how our business works at work. Then about three years ago, there was an opportunity that came uh, to become the, in the position the position that I am now in leadership and engineering division and uh, to where I'm now a leader of leaders, of leaders of teams. And so just just uh, you just see how God had just been helping me understand how things work in our company and how to get things done and then to help counsel and coach and mentor folks to make that happen and then this opportunity comes and I'm it felt familiar it felt very similar to me and that was just one of the thoughts that went through my mind and so I began to really see God over the next couple of months to see if this is you know this is really what God would have uh, me and my family do and uh, several years ago, Randy Lansworth, our senior pastor here at Church of the Valley, he put together this, kind of like the teaching from the scripture as to how to make a good decision. And it was like building blocks of a good decision. They're like different levels. And the bottom level, he said, do you really have the building blocks you want to look at uh, integrity? So I thought, is there anything about this decision that would violate integrity? Is there something that, like a commitment I've made? And I thought, no, actually, I'm, I'm clear. And so then I, the next block is obedience. Like, is there something about this decision where I'd actually be walking away or walking outside of what God wants me to do? I thought, no, I don't. That's, I, don't I think this is okay with obedience. And then it goes to faith. And you know, is there something about this decision that makes me not kind of uh, shy away from walking in faith? I thought, well, I definitely got that one covered. So, uh, so you know, we marked that one off. And uh, then I went to the next tier. The next tier is clear thinking and wise counsel. And these are all based on the, on the scripture, scriptural teachings, and just a way to remember like what to go through and think through. Well, clear thinking, one thing I thought is, what in the world does a ta- pastor do on Tuesday? You know, I, I don't know what they do on Tuesday and Wednesday. So uh, I, began, I began to really work through scenarios like, what would it look like if we were to do this for me and my family? What would it look like? And so I, be, I worked through several uh, numbers and scenarios. And then I also I got some counsel from the search team that we were that was meeting that Neil talked about i met with neil i met with uh, randy i met with alex and i uh, got some real input and began to get a real picture of like what it would look like and kind of just had a better frame of understanding frame of reference for the decision and then so i felt like everything was was like intact and then the top block is prayer and prompting like really know what is it you know what is it that god really wants me to do does he want me to do this so i begin to what I began to do is over those two months, I just began to just try to listen to what God does. And I've always found that I can't listen unless I'm reading the Bible. And so it's really it's really hard to listen when you're not actually taking in the scriptures. So I spent time praying and reading through the scriptures in my quiet time. And I went through like Titus, Colossians, First and 2 Timothy, First and 2 Corinthians, just chapter by chapter. And just trying to listen to what God was saying. And a couple of things I want to share with you guys today. One is just in Colossians one twenty five. Paul's talking about his own call to be a pastor. And he says, uh, he said that basically he, he's been called to be a pastor as a steward of God. And I'm just thinking that this is a real stewardship, a real responsibility. And the responsibility says, for the preaching of the word about the mystery. And then you read down, the mystery is Christ in you. And there's like this, he's really to be helping other people see that Christ actually comes in you and changes your life. And then the very next verses, Colossus one, twenty eight and twenty nine, Paul says, And we proclaim him, meaning Jesus, uh and we proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. And it just it just resonated with me just to just a be a part of how God has been helping me and continues to help me to really help other people become more and more mature in Christ and more and more free to be the people he created them to be. And then 2 Timothy, go through 2 Timothy chapter 1, 13 and 14. This is Paul talking to his protege, Timothy. Last letter that, Paul, that we have that Paul wrote. Uh, and he said, talking to him, he says, Retain the standard of sound words which you heard from me," he says. You know, retain what you heard from me, and he says, guard it like a treasure that's been entrusted to you. And I just really, it really marked me. And I and I thought about the men and women that had built in my life, and also just just how God had used His word in my life. And I thought of all the things that I've been entrusted with, and understanding reality and how God really works in the world, and then. Right below that, I had never seen this connection before, um, that right below that is when Paul says, and the things which you've heard from me, same phrase, and the things you've heard from me, these entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And I just, be, I began to just think that that's, you know, it's something that, that actually is something that I had been really working on, but just to be able to be in a place where I could help lead a community to actually just do that to where as we're entrusted with things the things I've been entrusted with personally passing those things on and that we could really make a difference in the lives of other people so I began to have this desire to really to, to lead this community to really help folks really come to know God and learn to walk with God in their real day-to-day lives so that they could really make a difference in the world the world around them And so I began to really have that desire. And so about a week before I made the decision, uh, I was just, uh, I turned it on. I thought, I'm going to turn it on its edge. Now, I've been thinking about what, what, uh, what if I say yes? I thought, I just went, well, what if I said no? What if I say no to this? And as soon as I kind of formed that in my mind and seriously thought about it, what came to my mind was just this, Thought of. I don't want to miss this opportunity. I don't want to miss this opportunity. And also, a lot of you know a lot of you know me really well, and you know everything comes down to a Braveheart clip. And so, and so the, the pitch. So that that opportunity, you know, I got that feeling. And then, the the uh, there's a there's a scene where the army is running away, and and uh, Braveheart says, "Run and you'll live, but someday." when you're dying in your beds what would you give to come back to this day and fight and i just thought man i don't want to i don't want to miss this opportunity and so i was kind of stewing all these things for another week and then the morning i made the decision that that i that i thought this was where god was would have us uh work is i was going out to have my quiet time and as i'm going out i was just kind of this was in my mind and Another clip came to my mind, and I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. I'm not making this decision based on movie clips, <laughs> but uh, but one thing I found is that movie clips, sometimes there's little pieces of a movie that they capture a truth that really connects to scripture. And so this this uh, one that connected with me, it was a uh, third movie. Theoden, they just saved the White City. Theoden's been crushed and he's about to die, and he's with his niece. And he says, this phrase, he says, um, he says, Now I go to my father's, in whose mighty company I am no longer ashamed. And that hit me. And then I thought of Hebrews, the that verse that's always brought that to mind when I've seen that movie was Hebrews 12, 1-3, which is right after the writer of Hebrews wrote about the heroes of the faith in chapter 11. He says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and let us run with with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and despised the shame. For consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. And it just really marked me. And I, real, I just had this desire to be one of those who stands with God. And in the assignment that God gave me. And I started reading, I read Hebrews 11 that morning. And when I got to about verse 8 or 9, it talks about Abraham. And it said, Abraham, when God called him, obeyed and left his home, not knowing where he was going. <laughs> and I thought, I can relate to this. <laughs> I can relate to this, but it just—it just. I thought, you know what? This is this is what I really feel. This is where we need to go. And then, you know, there's there's a. I met with my family, uh, and we kind of laid things out, and and uh, we're all in. And uh, then I let uh, I let let the the search team know that uh, that I felt that God was leading us this way, and that I thought my answer was yes. Now. You know, there's a lot of unknowns in this path for me and my family. But good grief, everything's always unknown. I don't know about your life, but I never know what's coming. Um, So I I just, you know, my my family and I, we don't want to miss this opportunity. And my family and I, uh, we want to stand with those who came before us, who walked with Christ in faith, and their lives really counted. And that's what we want to do. Now just as i 'm just going i 'm going end um, as I wrap up, I just wanted to say, go back to ephesians four eleven and twelve i 've underlined a different part in my Bible now, and uh, I want to just be very clear that there's nothing in my direction that 's changing it 's just my assignment i think I, my assignment's changing to uh, to lead to lead this church and i and i 'm very excited and very grateful uh, just to be where I'm at, and I just have a lot of, you know, I just get more and more excited when I le- think about leading this church. So I, I think I'll turn it back over to uh, to Alex. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Jeep.
0: Uh, I don't know about you, that that's encouraging uh, to hear. Uh, we just asked Jeep just to share uh, which he just did, just his sense of, of God leading him uh, to take uh, this uh, position. Um, he is going to be transitioning in full time uh, April, April, sorry, August. I was like, whoa, It's he got scared, I got scared, we all got scared. Uh, August <laughs> just got real a little bit, didn't it? Um, August 1st. And so uh, between now and then, uh, there'll obviously be... Uh, you know, transitions and and, and lots of things. But I wanted just to highlight, uh, as I close before we um, sing and receive our offering, I just wanted to highlight some things uh, that that you can do. Uh, Because sometimes when you you hear change, especially if you're new to Church in the Valley, uh, we want this to be the sort of thing that will help you actually pull in more. Sometimes when change happens, there's apprehension that can kind of fill us, like, oh, it's changing, I don't know what it's going to be like. But I really believe just as, as God has called Jeep up and as he has stepped forward in this position that uh, he is really the, the, the guy that, that God has led us to. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what God does. But our church is built not just on one person. It's built in this community that, that he's put together. And so I just want to highlight some things that you can do just from now Uh, until uh, the transition happens. Uh, So first is I just encourage you to continue to invest and invite uh, with those around you. Uh, There's two things, uh, really great opportunities for that. Next week, and we've been talking about this, is is Easter. Um, I encourage you in the next week to think through some people that you can invite uh, in your life. People that uh, they're trying to figure out their story. They're trying to figure out their purpose. God oftentimes softens the hearts of people around this time to really consider the things of God. And so I I encourage you, take a flyer, uh, take those little business cards, grab some more out in the the lobby, and think through who can you invite this week and pray. Ask God, say, God, will you show me somebody that I can invite this week to come to Easter? And so I encourage you to do that. A second is on the 8th. Uh, We're encouraging people to come back after Easter to our Coffee Connect. Uh, This is going to be a non-threatening event. where We're going to have just a time to hang out together, listen to music, eat some snacks, and really uh, just gather together as a community uh, in a fun way. And so I encourage you to to think through some people that you can invite uh, to that as well. There's a flyer in your your program for that. Uh, Another way that you can participate, just in the middle of everything, is is if you could pray. Uh, If you could pray for, for Easter... Next week, that the people that are invited uh, will come. Uh, that the people that are invited to coffee connect will come. That over the next few weeks, as as we offer these things and as we extend ourselves, that that God will bring the people that have been invited. That the obstacles that the enemy wants to put in people's way, which he does, um, will not hinder people from coming. And so, if you could pray for our services. Uh, Also, if you can participate in hosting, we have uh, First Impressions team here here at Church in the Valley, but each one of you helps us uh, create a first impression. And that really happens with people that they meet um, that are hosting, just showing and bringing and taking and and befriending and having conversations. And so I I encourage you next week and as people come, just meet somebody you don't know. Uh, Sit by somebody you don't know. Um, you know, invite them to, to go up to the, the refreshments after, and so we've got lots of things going on next week, the week after. Uh, be a host and that would really help us uh, connect with people. And then last, if you could just pray uh, as a church for a smooth uh, transition, as Jeep mentioned, there 's a lot of unknown there 's a lots of moving parts. Uh, the good news is God knows it all. And he gives the resources, he gives the strength, he gives the timing. And we just ask that that you pray uh, for the transition. Pray for Jeep and his family as they step into this uh, brand new role. Uh, Pray for us as a church that will continue with uh, momentum to reach people. And so I encourage you, just pray uh, for these things. And I really look forward uh, to seeing what God does. So I want to encourage you, all of you, take out your connection card that you began filling out. Go ahead and pull that out. And finish filling that out if you haven't yet. And when I'm done, we're going to receive our offering. You can drop that connection card uh, in there. But there's some next steps uh, that you can take. And they're just reiterations of what I've already mentioned. The first is uh, you can uh, pray daily for Church in the Valley this next week. Every day, if you could just wake up before you go to bed or at lunch, uh, just pray for us as a church that God would lead us forward, that it will continue to expand and extend our reach. In the place that he's placed us. And then there's two more. You can invite blank to Easter and invite blank to Coffee Connect. Put somebody's name in there or people's names that, that God's just laid on your heart. And pray, pray for those people as well and for the opportunity uh, to do that. So we, we really look forward to seeing what God does. We're so glad that you guys are here. And if you have any prayer requests, please let us know uh, that on the connection card. Uh, following the service today, we are celebrating our baptism and so I invite you after the service to, if you can, quickly head out, and we're going to go to the plaza uh, to celebrate people who decided to make Jesus their boss and follow Him in being baptized. And so we're going to celebrate as a church with those. If you have kids, you can grab them out of kids zone, and if you could head up to the to the plaza, that'd be great. Let's pray together, and I'm going to invite the band up as well. Father, thank you for your faithfulness for meeting us in the middle of life, the things that we face. Thank you for meeting us in the middle of all that we have going on in Church in the Valley. We, we know that you guide us, you lead us, and you give us the resources that we need to follow you. So thank you, God, for the way that you care for us deeply. You love us. And it is your love that compels us. Uh, we want to extend ourselves. We want to extend ourselves as a church to reach more people So, God, give us eyes to see the opportunities around us. Uh, We do pray for the transitions coming up. Uh, We pray for Jeep and his family. Lord, that you'll continue to to lead them. And as a church, you'll continue to show us the steps and the turns and how to follow you faithfully. Uh, We thank you, God, for just all that you've done to build us together. Uh, We want to honor you uh, in everything that we do. So we ask for your help in this. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.